Welcome to episode three of the Learn Podcast, where first we learn and then we drop the L. Today's topic is understanding when is it enough? And what I mean by enough is you ever imagine yourself at a buffet. Uh, Yeah, figure out whatever your favorite buffet is. Mandarin, Olive Garden, salad, (laughs) uh, Pizza Hut. I I don't go to much all you can eat as you can tell. But imagine going to a buffet and you're like super hungry. And you just everything you see, you make sure you get up, you get some of each of it and you end up. So you get to the point of being full and now you're you're done, you're at capacity, but now it's dessert time. And you're like, I didn't eat yet or I didn't have any dessert yet. So what do you do? You say, OK, I'm going to get a little bit of each and then you start eating the desserts. Now you become sick. Your stomach hurts. You can't move. Uh, you're, you're trying to go to sleep. You're like tossing back and forth. That's because you overate. Your body said, here's our max. But you push it to here because you wanted to have the dessert. And that's what you call having too much of a good thing. So it could be for anything. It could be exercising. It's something that's good for you, but if you do too much, it can end up becoming bad. Also, uh, drinking alcohol. I'm not saying alcohol is good to drink in the first place, but understanding what your limit is. Like, if you know two drinks is your max, but now you're pushing five, you're above your, your peak, and you didn't cap yourself. So we need to understand when we hit our limits, when to stop. And one area that we do not have a ceiling for is our finances. Uh, For me, especially um, going back to the first episode when I was talking, I just kept chasing and chasing money and not understanding where my ceiling is, where my cap is. You ever hear the saying, what goes up must come down? or too much of a good thing can become bad. That is what happens with your money. You could have something that's going so good and it's just going, yeah, yeah, I'm up on up and up. And just what happens, it just starts to plateau and boom, comes crashing down like a rocket coming back into the Earth's atmosphere. So um, when I was younger, (laughs) um, I went to Disney on ice. And I got this sick Disney cup. It was like this beer cup, like this big or whatever. And um, we, yeah, so I came home with that cup. It was dinner time, I had my dinner, drinking my Disney cup. We had apple juice, like the syrup. So all you have to do is add water to it. So me being a kid, I, Filled up my cup, had my apple juice for my dinner. I was like, hmm, let me see how many cups of apple juice I can drink. I don't know why I challenged myself to do this, but I did it anyways. I got to eight cups of apple juice. This was like a big, like, it's a kid cup, but it's like grown man size. 
I drank eight of those. And when I got to that eighth glass, I was like, oh, my stomach hurts. I couldn't move. I was in my room just curled up on the floor, just like a, in like a little ball. Lo and behold, I had to go to the washroom and boom, there came up my dinner and the eight cups of apple juice. I pushed myself too far and I just hit like I was over my limit. Another thing I did in my later years, when I, when I, when I started my rental company, I said, let's get to the goal of having 20 cars. Not realizing 20 cars meant more time I need to put into the business. So once I started to get higher numbers or get closer to my goal, I had less time. And when I had less time, I became more frustrated because I just wanted to keep going and going and say, yeah, I got to get to this number. Not realizing the effect that it was having on me where my sweet spot was like 10. But I was like, no, I got to go for 20. And sometimes taking a step back could lead to a much more happier outcome for you. So with us, when it comes to money or whatever it is that we're doing, we need to figure out where is our cap? When do we say, all right, I'm at my limit. Enough is enough. For those that are traders that are watching this, let me know if you have experienced something like this. I have experienced this in the trading market so many times. It's not even funny. Trading is not something that's just easy. Like you need to come in with strategy. And if you don't have a strategy, you're just going to go, you go like this. You can be up like this or even like this sometimes. And boom, it comes crashing down like a rocket and it comes down hard. So a way to combat that is to figure out what's my limit? How do I cap myself? And today we're going to be discussing more so with your financial. When to say enough is enough. Are you living your best life financially? If not, then you need to figure that out. And how you figure that out is starting with what is it that you want in life? What, how much money do I need to live a comfortable life? How much money do I need to, uh, to obtain the things that I want in life? These are all questions that you need to ask yourself so that you can devise a plan. Once you understand what it is that you want, think of it like a GPS end destination. You type it in the GPS. All right, bring me to Disney World. Bring me to the airport. The GPS will get you there. Now you need to figure out which roads you need to take in order to get to your, dest your final destination. So figure out what your end goals are in mind. And if you don't have an end goal in mind, this is when you run into problems because you can end up taking a detour. That detour can either lead you, take a longer route to get you to your destination, or you just end up lost in general. And our goal is not to become lost. It's to get to our final destination. So if you have something, so if you've been saying that you want 
a million dollars. A lot of us want a million dollars, but we need to ask ourselves why. Why do we want a million dollars? I'll tell you why we want a million dollars. TV, social surroundings, the things that we see or the things that other people have. We say, I want a million dollars. And social media is like notorious for this. We see what other people want and we say, yeah, I want that too. Especially when we grow up, like watching athletes, watching actors, like, you're like, oh, they got a lot of money. I want a lot of money. You see someone driving a nice car. I, I need that car. I want to have a lot of money. And it's because some of us grew up unfortunate and we weren't able to have these things, right? I bet you if you ask somebody, what does it feel like to have a million dollars or how their life is, it's no different from yours. It's just at a different level. And they still have a roof over their head. They're still eating. They're still clothed. They're probably just right, regular everyday people just like us. So before you say you want a million dollars, ask yourself why. You probably don't even need a million dollars. You just want to just have that satisfaction of having a million dollars. And having that satisfaction is okay. But after that feeling is gone, then what? You have a million, what are you going to do? Chase 10 million now? A hundred million? A billion? What is it? Like, that's what you need to figure out. How much do I need to live comfortably? How much do I need to be free from working a job? That's the questions that you need to be asking yourself. If you have, if you make good money and, you're st and you still feel broke, uh, you need to break down the root of, of your spending habits and your and figure out what your relationship with money is i heard the other day on a live uh, instagram live that i was on this lady said i make good money that's not my issue my issue is my relationship with money it's toxic Ooh, when she said that man i had to listen to the advice that she was getting and it was just so key if you have a toxic relationship with money, you need to drill down and figure out why. Like, if you're always spending money, you need to ask yourself, why am I always spending money? At that moment, you might not know. And that's when you got to dig deeper or go back further to figure out what has triggered this. So one thing you need to do is figure out what are your triggers when it comes to having a lot of money. Another thing is, how did you grow up with money? What was the, yeah, what was, what was it like in your household? What was it like when you received money as a child? Uncovering those things can help tell you a lot about yourself now as to why you're doing the things that you're doing. So trying to figure out when I spend money, how do I feel? Whether it's good or bad, writing it down also helps as well to help you figure out how to figure out why you're spending your money or how you're spending your money so i encourage you to write down take a day and just write down how you felt when you spent money or what triggers you when it comes to overspending your money that can lead to a lot of unanswered questions for you that could help you get to the next level of where you want to be. 
So in order to be free, you need to keep track of your money. So the ins and outs. Understanding where your money's going is like a crucial component because if you're overspending in one category, two categories, maybe all categories, you can just easily look at your expenses and be like, hey, did I really need this? Did I really need that? Maybe it's time that I reduce how much I'm spending or eliminate it overall, right? That's the first thing that you want to do. You want to track your, your money inflows and outflows. Go through the last 30, 30 days of your bank statement. You'll be shocked to see what you spend money on. Some of us will be like, oh, I spent money here. I spent money there. Oh, I can't believe that. Even those little two, three dollars that you're spending on a daily basis, if that's you, that adds up over time. Another thing is, or after that, you want to create a budget. So a budget is literally just tracking your, your income and your expenses and putting a cap on it, saying, all right, this is the amount that I'm spending here, or this is how much I was spending. Now let's reduce it by this, or I'm not allowed to spend over this. After you achieve a budget, you need to figure out what it is that you want to achieve. What is your five-year, your 10-year goal, your lifetime goal? Figuring out these long-term goals helps. Uh, figuring out your long-term goals is easier when you have a budget in place because your budget is allowing you to map out how long it'll take you. Remember what I said, the GPS to get to your destination. So if your goal, let's just use a million dollars because it's an easy number. If your goal is to hit a million dollars in the next 10 years, you know now the next 10 years, I got to be making a certain amount of dollars to hit that million. So if you want a million, now what you do is you break it down. Um, a hundred thousand one year, a hundred thousand the next, a hundred thousand for the next 10 years. And you get to your million dollars. Now, for those that are saying, I want a million dollars, you didn't say how you want a million dollars. You just said you want a million dollars. Here's a 10 year plan to get to a million dollars. If you're in your early 20s, if you start saving and putting your money or not saving, if you start investing and putting into the stock market over the next 10, 20, 30 years, however long, grab yourself a calculator, grab your phone and do 10% annually on, say, $20,000 and or put it in Google and compound that for 25 years. You'll be shocked with the number that you get. So that's a way for you to get to a million dollars. There's many ways to get to a million dollars. You need to figure out which way you want to get to a million dollars. If you want to get a million dollars in a day, there's, there's two, I'll give you two ways how you can. One, play the lottery, which I don't suggest. Or two, you f solve a big problem. Because if you could solve a big problem, a lot of people will pay you for that. So moving forward, once you figure that all out, now what you're going to do is figure out what your fire number is. Does anyone know what a fire number is or what fire stands for? So fire stands for financial independence, retire early. And in order to achieve that number, you need your monthly budget. So what you do is you take your monthly budget, you multiply it by 12 to get your annual budget. So that's what you spend for the whole year. So now your annual budget 
You want to multiply. You want to multiply that for, by twenty-five. If you're thirty years old, if you do that for twenty-five years, or sorry, if you're thirty-five years old and you want to retire at fifty-five or fifty, you need to multiply your annual budget by twenty-five. That number is pretty much your freedom number. You'll have enough to live off of. You can live off of minimum three to four percent. Three to four percent. So if you use four percent, let's say your expenses are ten thousand dollars a month. I know it's high, but just you know, ten thousand dollars a month. If you multiply that by twelve, that's one hundred twenty thousand. Now, if you multiply one hundred twenty thousand by twenty-five, that's three million dollars. Of that three million dollars, um, if you want to live off four percent, say that's your retirement money, that's one hundred twenty thousand for the year. So that's a bit less. No, one hundred twenty thousand. So that's like ten thousand dollars a month. So now you know you're trying to achieve that number because. So now that you're trying to achieve that number, if you say you start a business. And your business does three million dollars after taxes and expenses, and that's just net. You literally have achieved your freedom number. You're at your ceiling. That's enough. If you keep going, you're going too far. You know what? It's gonna happen. You can lose your time. You can start losing your money. You can start losing your mental health. You can start losing your physical health. Why? Because now you're so invested into just making more money, not understanding where your ceiling is. For those that watch Netflix or look at the stock market, Bernie Madoff, he just wanted to continuously make money more and more and more, and he didn't know what his limit was, to where he just started taking money from people, and letting and creating a Ponzi scheme. He was just robbing Peter to pay Paul, and lining his pockets while he did that. But if Bernie said, "All right, I'm okay with having or making a million dollars a year," you wouldn't hear about Bernie Madoff. You probably wouldn't even have that. That wouldn't have even have been a Netflix special. But because he did something wrong, the whole thing just backfired on him, and he was just going on the up and up, plateaued. And bam, came crashing down, crashing down to where now he's serving jail time. So once you have that fire number and you hit your fire number, that's the sign to stop. Now, if you choose to be like, all right, I hit that number, I hit that goal, let me go for the next level. Enjoy what you have first. Just let it soak in, soak in, soak in. Then, after you've enjoyed if you do feel like you need to do more maybe take a step back and not aim so high or um if you are going to aim for the next level do the same thing that you did with the, to achieve the first time because now you have a system as to how to get to the next level right um shoot I, his name was on um Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger. So Charlie Munger is this old investor guy. He said the first hundred thousand is hard to make, but once you make that, achieving a million, it's 
pretty straightforward because you already have a system in place to help you get to that next level. So here are a few. So I got some, let me see, what is this? Determine. Yeah. So determining when you have enough money to stop chasing it and some, some factors to consider. So first thing that I mentioned is your financial goals, figure out what it is that you want to achieve. Then your lifestyle expenses. When you're setting your budget up and your fire number, make sure that your lifestyle expenses are included. So if you want to live in a bigger house, budget for a bigger house that you're going to be saving for your fire number. Not saying like right now you're going to change what you're doing, but budget for a bigger house. So that when you do get to that bigger house, you have enough money to sustain it. I've seen people literally buy something that they couldn't afford. And months later they had to leave. Like you don't want to be in that, that, that predicament. So if you prepare now, you'll be okay later. Emergency fund. That's another thing that you want to include in your budget. A lot of us think that we'll just deal with things when they happen. Emergency th thing does two things for you. A, it clears up whatever comes up right away. And B, it gives you a peace of mind. It doesn't stop the flow of how your life's going. Imagine your car breaking down on the side of the road, your transmission's gone. You gotta pay for a tow. That's let's say a, a buck 50. Then you bring it to the mechanic. The mechanic has to inspect it or the dealership. If you drive a Mercedes Benz, you know, they're going to be charging about 260 for a diagnostic. Like that's literally for them to take the car in, look at it and tell you what's wrong with it. You, well, meanwhile, you already know what's wrong with your car. So let's say that's like 260. Now to fix the car, they tell you $7,000 or $5,000, whatever it may be. You don't have an emergency fund. You're going to have to borrow money from somebody or go to a credit card. You go to a credit card. Now you're paying monthly payments to your credit card with 22% or 22%. Who really wants that? I don't want to pay 22%. Now you're stressed out because now you got this hefty credit card bill. Your car's in the shop. You don't know what to do either which way, right? Or, or scenario B now, your car breaks down. You got to pay for a tow. It's a buck 50. You say, all right, that's soft. You bring it to the mechanic or dealership, they charge you 260. All right, you still have money for that. Because why? You went to your emergency fund. Now they hit you with that five, $7,000 bill. Ah, it sucks for the moment, but guess what? Life can go on because you had an emergency fund. You don't have to use a credit card and be paying 22% interest. And you have a peace of mind that your car is gonna get fixed because you have the money to do so. And there you go back on your way. So having an emergency fund is key. Your debt. A lot of us just linger with the debt and we just let it just follow us. Like you ever walk out of a washroom and just have a piece of toilet paper stuck on your foot and you're trying to get it off. You don't want to touch it because you don't know if it's yours or somebody, the, the person before you that used it. That's the same thing like your debt. It's following you around everywhere. You need to start paying down or paying off your debt. Imagine having a credit card. Have, yeah, imagine having a credit card 
and you max it out because you know you have enough to pay it. But now you are trying to get a loan from the bank for, let's say, a car. They say, oh, your credit utilization is high, so we're going to have to charge you a higher interest rate. You don't want your debt to pretty much uh, screw up opportunities for you that arise. So pay off those things or because you had you max out your credit card debt, it, inc it, it lowered your credit score, which now is the reason why the bank wants to charge you a higher interest rate instead of you just paying off that credit card because you know you have the money to do so. Just pay off your high interest debt. Just get it out the way. If you can't pay it off in full, create an action plan to do so and pay more than the minimum. Never pay the minimum balance. Always pay more. And just, or even say to myself, all right, in two years, I want to pay off this credit card. Create that plan. Implement that into your budget as well. And don't use debt to pay off. Don't use debt to or don't get more debt to pay off debt that does that's it doesn't make sense stick to what you have and just clear what you need to clear call your banks and be like hey do you have any promotions like balance transfer promotions that's fine because that's reducing the amount of interest you're paying which is a, is good for you but bad for the bank so if they do have some type of promotion like a balance transfer or you can take your line of credit to pay off your credit card do that because nobody wants to be paying 22% interest for something. And figure out what your comfort level is. Where you're comfortable, that's where you need to be. When you're comfortable, you can live a sound life. Like you have a peace of mind. You don't have to worry about nothing. You're just good to go. So you want to make sure that you, when doing your budget, also plan for the future. Like I want to be living here. I know this area is going to cost me an extra $500 between house payments and um, utilities. So make sure you incorporate that budget. It doesn't have to be in that expense, but at least that's what you're saving towards, right? So remember that our financial situations can change and it's important to renew um, and review, renew, sorry, to review and adjust our budgets, our, our budget, our financial budgets and strategies as needed. If you do need help, you can consult with a financial advisor. I am not a financial advisor. This video is just made for educational and entertainment purposes. So reach out to a licensed financial advisor for more information. If you just want some guidance on what you should do then i'm your guy and you can do that by joining my mailing list so i, I left the link up above for you to join um so that was a pretty good episode for today i'm excited for you guys to implement this strategy the fire strategy so that's financial independence retire early drop in the comments uh, drop in the comments and let me know what your your fire number is or what age you want to retire at. I don't want to retire at the age that the government says I want to retire. I want to retire before that and enjoy life to the fullest. 
I hope you found some valuable information in this episode. Make sure you tell a friend, you share with a friend, whatever it is. Let's get the word out about the Learn Podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and I'll see you on tomorrow's episode.